Everybody, welcome to another episode of Seven Minutes or Less. We're going to go over time tonight talking NBA draft. We haven't done this show in probably like a year, um, taking a little hiatus. But now that the Knicks are back in the talks of the draft, they're pretty much dominating the talks of the draft. My friends and I decided that we got to have a conversation about this. So I want to start us off. First of all, Ben Nabavian, Nick Akimian, welcome. And I want to start us off with the hottest topic. We're right now, it's the day before the NBA draft. So by the time you're hearing this, a lot may have changed. Uh, but knowing the Knicks, probably nothing has changed. Um, do you guys think we're getting Ivy with the fourth pick? Um, I think it's impossible to give up, uh, to get that pick without giving up pretty much like RJ Barrett, like Nick said earlier. So, I mean, physically it's impossible. When the Knicks also got screwed today with the uh, Alec Burks surgery, because now they can't clear the cap space by getting rid of him if they want to go for, even though Jalen Brunson's probably going to stay in Dallas and I don't want Kyrie. Yeah. But again, the cap space is going to be pretty tough now with with the uh, Alec Burks. Burks you know, Burks surgery. is another victim, another victim of the Tibbs. Uh, How long is he out for? The ground. He's going to be ready for stress fracture. That's pretty bad. Oh. No, to answer your question, there's a 0.0 chance the Knicks get Ivy at four. I do think there's a 50% chance the Kings trade the pick, though, but we just don't have anything to offer. I, I would say the team that I think should trade up for him if the Kings don't want him is, is New Orleans 8. They have a ton of assets to give up, and I, I think it's, it's like a player they should go all in on. They don't really have <clears throat> a legit point guard right now unless you count, like, Kyra Lewis, or they don't have anyone there at all. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Column, but I'm not really a point guard, but yeah. I don't understand how or why the Kings would even get rid of this pick. Well, listen, let's look like they want to, they want to listen. They, they traded Halliburton because they drafted the first thing they did was they drafted Fox. And I, I don't blame them for paying Fox because when you're in a market like that, if you have a somewhat of a good player, you got to pay him. And right. he was a good player, and he still is a good player. They had to pay him, and they paid him. And they draft uh, Halbert, which, which was a white pick, which the Knicks passed on for, for Obi Toppin, oh. whatever. Um, they, they should take Halbert. And then this past year, they shouldn't have taken David Mitchell. You know, I like David Mitchell a lot, but you have to a third point guard. And then they're like, all right, well, we're going to pick pretty much can't trade De'Aaron Fox unless, you know, take back something bad. The pick between trading Halliburton or Mitchell, and they traded Halliburton, and they got Sabonis, good player, but, you know, it is what it is. The only thing that gives me hope is that their owner is almost as bad, if not worse, than Dolan, and he doesn't care about fit. You know, he'll 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 take uh, Randall and put him next to Sabonis. Is their GM still Vladi Divox? He, he's been making crazy, horrible trades for the past five years i don't know how he's still in charge here but no no i think he is yeah either way he has he has some say over there but really the owner is making calling the shots so that's all that's all that matters but i just think that you know the knicks if they have a chance of getting that pick there is a shot if they somehow get detroit uh if they get the fifth pick somehow because detroit is potentially shopping it there is some interest in cam reddish we're probably gonna have to give them a lot of assets as well but then the Kings are interested in Keegan Murray. So then that the fourth and the fifth can be swapped. There is a way for this to happen. I just don't think it's likely, like you said, 
the Knicks don't make these kind of deals. Hey, listen, the Knicks had their chance to uh, get into this top six or seven. They kept trying to win games under the year. I mean, maybe I don't. I don't know. Okay, what can uh, I say? Even a guy like guy like Ben Mathern, who who we thought we had a chance to fall to eleven, he's not getting out of the top seven right now. There's no way. Locked in at six, guaranteed. So, yeah, you think I so? Mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's going. He he's he blew up. He blew up. He's he's gonna go top top seven or eight. The the Knicks are in complete no man's land right now. Even if they're Young players turn out to be good. They're all role players. None of them are a Morant or a type like that to do anything. Even Barrett, he might make an all-star game or two, but he's a third player on a team. So, so considering the fact that you're getting role players, would you be interested in trading down? Like getting – For what, though? To pick up who? Well, let's say you trade down. The problem with the Knicks making a trade down to, to go and – Get a guy like a, like a who's the guy on the Pacers, the point guard. Oh, Brogdon, you're talking about Brogdon. The problem with getting a guy like that is it puts us in the same spot we were in two years ago. It'll get them like a seventh seed. They'll become sure. a state team, win 44 games, 42 games, yeah. and get wiped out in the first round. So it'll yeah, look that, that cute. Would be, that would but, be trading up. That would be trading up to the seventh pick. I, I don't. I'm not interested in in that. And I agree with you. I think the Knicks. Biggest problem right now is the rumors basically prove to, if they're true, that the Knicks have no direction because they're either going all in on the youth or they're going after vets. And like, if, youth, if you miss you out on go, Ivy, we'll get Brogdon. What is, what is that? You don't go all in on that youth when none of them are stars. It, it doesn't make any sense. We like to see the youth and because we feel good about it, but they're all role players, even Obi. He's not a guy to lead a franchise. He's a role player. He's a 17 point. He's John Collins if he works out. You know, he's not a, none of the, you either have to go two directions in this league, sign full blown top tier free agents or be terrible and land top picks. Yeah. The Knicks, no man's land. They keep and getting, and develop them. The Knicks can't develop anybody. You can't do yeah. anything. Yeah, I see. Okay. So let's let's before we you know before we get into the mock, I want to talk about what like let's talk about what the Knicks should do because are they going to go for the best of it? Should they go for the best available player or for positional need? Because at that point you're saying you're not going to get a star, so do we go and reach for someone maybe but who fits a positional need rather than taking the best available player? Uh, well, I'll do this first, basically there's a little bit of a problem here because at pick 11, there's a, just a bunch of six, five, six, six small forwards that are exactly what Barrett is exactly what Obi is. And there just isn't that point guard out there at 11 that you're like, we're going to pick him and plug him in right away. Well, I I would say, I would say that the only position they can draft is power forward because they just can't. Yeah, I mean he's not going to play, and I think the best prospect there I've been saying it for months now is Jeremy Sohan. At a, at, he's the only guy after this top eight nine guys that go. Besides for Usman Ding, which we're going to do in a second because I, I I don't know too much about him, but he's the only guy outside this top eight nine that has potential to be to have a, 
to, to make all-star games. Well, let me let me let me tell talk about Usman Jang because I'm very fascinated by his game, but I have PTSD from Kevin Knox and Frank Nielakina, where we we can't afford he to can't take score. those kind of swings, and he's not going to play for the first two. Sohan is the same. Sohan is the same. He's not he's yes. not going to be able to score. Right and away. the problem with Sohan, okay, you know what? Tibbs might play him because he's a defender. The problem is when if the Knicks draft someone who's going to be like a kind of a super role player, a guy who plays defense and all that, you're basically developing him for someone else signing him in three years. Because if I you're know, not a contender, you're going to lose those guys. Like even Frank, he played 20 minutes, I'd say, a game off the bench. I just, keep seeing, I just keep saying one thing about Sohan, and I'm going to keep saying it. I don't think the Knicks should take him. I'm just saying one thing. Here, he, he reminds me of a bigger Scotty Barnes. It's just, I don't know why. No, I just think he doesn't have the handles. I think he, I think I, he you know who I see. Handle. I think you know he, who he I see. Can't... He like Rui Hachimura, like an irrelevant thirteen. <laughs> I mean, it's possible too, but yeah. I see like Ronaldo Balkman. That's who I see. But listen, you, you, you sit there at eleven. I mean, nothing for need. If you want to get rid of, uh, if if you need a center, if you want to get rid of, uh, what is it? Can't I'm blanking on his name, but uh, Mitch Robinson, and then. Maybe you, maybe you nab Duran or Mark Williams because I think both Duran and Mark Williams could both be good NBA players. I don't think the matchup can be all stars. They can both I be. They could both be what like what Robert Williams was for Boston. Both of them could be easily Robert Williams. Why not? Yeah, but those that? those type of here's the thing. In another draft, I see Ivy going one or two in any other year, uh, just because of the need of those teams. That's why he's slipping to four. And then you have a team that's brain dead at number four that is looking to move it. So you potentially have a chance to get the number one pick pretty easily. I would give up anything except R.J. Barrett to get that pick. I don't know if these rumors are any true. I doubt it, but... I, I agree. I've, I've, I've been on Jaden Ivey since, I want to say... <clears throat> Last August, because his freshman year he was okay, then he just blew up. This, like this year, but he blew up in the beginning of the year too, and he just has the ball in his hand. He's a fast, he's even faster than Morant, I think, with the ball in his hands, and he's bigger too. So, like, I, I know people say say he might not have the ability of Morant, but I think he actually could be better than Morant. But uh, that's, that's a crazy. That's cra- I haven't heard him being better. The thing is, he has the crazy athleticism of Morant, but I don't. I feel like he's an injury away from not having like. A, a game, you know. Well, well that, that's like, John Moran too. Raw, John Moran always gets hurt, also. But the, but but Jaden can shoot also, and he, get, he he's a good passer, and he's you know he's 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 got it all. I mean, I would trade everything besides Barrett for him as well. Um, but it's not gonna it's not gonna take it. I mean, it's not it's not gonna. It's not gonna let me explain something to you why he won't go one, two, or three. One Orlando because they they, they took Suggs last year and they have a plethora of players in position. But two, he's not a better prospect than. Even though I'm not a Chet Holmgren guy, Chet Holmgren is a better prospect than him because of a million different reasons. But uh, I'm just saying that, like, even Jabari and Paolo are both probably a little better prospects than him. So it's not like he's a better prospect than those guys. And yeah. those guys, like, like Houston and, and and OKC could both use point guards also. I don't know what I mean. It's not like they don't need point guards, but... Well, we're going to get into the draft itself, but I want to f- continue on the Knicks because, okay. you know, we learned from the Andrew Wiggins situation right now in golden state that one man's trash is another man's treasure and Mm -hmm. if he's 
if if you have a very good player or a potentially really good role player and he's playing, he's drafted by a team and they're expecting a lot from him. Like if we drafted Jeremy Sohan, we're going to expect a lot from him and he's never going to live up to it. And he'll end up serving another team down the road. So I think in terms of like, uh, you know, someone who actually intrigues me, if we trade down would be someone like Tari Eason, who he can't, he's not, he's very athletic. He's a, he's a small forward. He's combo for kind of like a Patrick Williams. If we're going to go for defense, I just don't want to go for defense because our team needs offense. We need a score. We need a shooter. But, but let me ask you a question. If, if you're at 11 and we're down to 17, if there's someone you really, really like, just take him at 11. Like if there's scouts who like someone a lot, just take him at 11. Even if it's a guy like, you know, I know Easton's supposed to go like 16 or 17, but what's the big deal? Take him at 11. If you like him so much, or even if there's a guy like, uh, like Jalen Williams was blowing up draft boards. If you like him, take him. I like Jalen Williams a lot. Just take him a lot. Him. And I then there's also, you know, I, I think the best scorer in this draft in theory is Johnny Davis. But like, do we need a score? I don't know. But like a poor man's Johnny Davis is like Blake Wesley of Notre Dame, or you know, who's like, like you know, the guy they can possibly take that can handle and score and be like a six man off the bench. There's someone you would like, just take him at 11. I don't, none of these guys are reaches at 11. All these guys I'm mentioning. I just think Johnny Davis. Big men, Johnny Davis, would be, he would be a Tibbs favorite because he plays. He won't defense. fall there anyway, but, but he's, he's, a guys at 11. he's not. He, he's, he's like Austin Rivers. He's safe. He's safe. He's, safe. he's, 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 probably, he's, a, he's like a fringe starter yeah. in the NBA. He doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have blow by ability, even though he has good handles and all that. He's not a freak athlete, but he works hard and he'll he'll carve out a niche in the NBA as like a six man kind of player, seventh man. But he's not someone I think that really moves me. I rather if I'm the Knicks, I rather go with like a Malachi Branham who can't he doesn't play a lick of defense, but at least he has like his game will translate with spacing. He'll actually be like a shooter, you know, because he's like a, he's like a six five Middleton. A lot of people are saying, which I see. Um, and he has his flaws, but nobody we're going to get at the 11th is not going to have it. Daniels is not going to be there. No. So Matherin is not going to be there. The only guy with the upside there is the guy is like Dean. I'm not sure if they've done any work on him even. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to go with a foreigner at this point. Think they, they're picking things, bottom line. Let's just yeah. be honest. But you know, the Knicks usually are pretty, they tip their hat on who they're going to take. Usually they always do. Like, you knew that you're either taking Frank and we knew they're hot on Obi like two years ago and whatever it is. Like I don't have a feel for them at eleven. Like the like, for, only person I've heard them linked to is EJ Griffin, and they like worked out and liked. But like, if he if he falls, he's someone I would think. But falls, not, I want. I want falls. him too. I he has a lot of red flags. Um, he's not. He doesn't have. Like he's also he lost some of that athleticism with the injuries in high school. He's not. Uh, he's not going to blow by anybody, but. His shot, he shot, what was it, like 44% from three? Yeah, it was crazy. Very strange form, like very wide. Yes, very wide beast. Very awkward. Awkward shot, but he looks, physically, he looks like a bully. He looks like a Jimmy Butler. He looks like Jimmy Butler. Exactly. He's a Jimmy Butler body. body. So, and he he actually said he likes Jimmy Butler as somebody we kind of follows. But that's like, Uh, again, like, if you're trying to build a team and taking best player available, to put the best five players in the court together, does he fit next to... If, do you want to have two guys, even though RJ can be more of a ball handler and he can be more of a shooter? But I don't know. The Knicks need a point guard. The Knicks need a point guard. It's the only thing that can get them 10 more wins. And they're, they're not going to get a point guard here. So Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams could kind of play point guard, though. 
He's long. He's he's a playmaker. He's the kind of guy I think he can he can hit shots. He can get to the lane. He he has no weaknesses like he's, offensively. He's, no, he's not that athletic. That's his weakness. Not That's his only problem. His weakness is not athletic. But we have athletes on this team. It's not like we don't have like Obi's athletic. Um, Quickly's athletic. I think you can kind of hide that. Um, I it's a little bit of a reach. I think at eleven. Um, I probably I'm starting to like him more than Malachi. Um, I, the thing is with age, with Griffin, if you watched like the NCAA tournament, he, they were like sitting him in crucial moments because his defense is just like terrible. So, you know, I, he's also he, not that athletic himself. You know? He's not that athletic. He, he looks like he can lose like 20 pounds. So he's not, I'm really not excited about this. What is that? It reminds me of Justice Winslow. But yeah, I can see that. A couple of years ago, he looked good, Winslow, and he just fell off. But yeah, he has some use. He he could be a good player in the league. He could I be like a good player. I I wouldn't be upset about yeah. it. Yeah, I do think Jalen Duran. He's one of the youngest players, if not the youngest player in the draft, and he's he's like he could be like a Bam type eventually. Yeah, but... he's a really, he's a really good player. I I just that doesn't fit him at all. No, There's... we have three of those already. Three versions yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, we have what? How one more of that do you want? Those those are like Robert Williams. You put him on the Knicks, it doesn't get them an extra win. It's but you put him on the Celtics, and yeah. it helps big time in the postseason. Yeah, these yeah. players don't. You don't pick these guys when your team stinks. It just doesn't do anything. Yeah. I actually think that this draft for the Knicks is is they should be able to get two because I think this draft's a deep draft. And I think that at their second round pick, they should be able to get a player, not like in the past four years where they take players that they don't play that much, or like you know taking the, the taking the the guard for last, taking Deuce and playing him here, a guy that could actually play minutes, like second rounders, because second rounders have been playing minutes a lot in the league, and yeah, they don't play the second rounders ever. But this this is a deep draft. Like there's guys in the second round that like for instance, for instance, I'm not saying a guy, a guy like 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 Pat Baldwin was a top five recruit last year. Who's gonna to fall to the early second round? Kendall Brown, a top five recruit, has fallen to the second round. These guys are like big time. And Mar- this is John a point guard draft. It's a huge. These guys are huge, huge, huge athlete, big time players that are just falling because they just didn't. They didn't go to college and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. Take a risk in one of these guys in the second round and just see what they could do. I think. I think this isn't a point guard draft, which is why people like uh, Ivy's probably. He's really like he's not a pure point guard, but then you have Daniels, who's also like kind of a combo guard. And then you have Ty Ty Washington next, who's not in that tier at all. And I don't, I'm not even high on him. I just think he's like a he's, he's a, got the Kentucky. He's been talk. very overwhelming in the last. I few personally weeks. have have yeah. Blake Wesley over Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, by but, a pick two maybe. You know who I kind of like at the end. If we ever do, if we do trade into the end of the first round, they're saying maybe the Knicks might go for the Golden State. Golden State's trying to get rid of the 20th pick. If he's still around, Ryan Rollins. Have you guys seen this guy? Yeah. He's like a he reminds me of Anthony Simons, crazy handles. Uh, Toledo, yeah, small school. So I feel like those guys can just explode in the NBA because they're just not. No one's paying. He didn't play for. If he played for Kentucky, we'd be talking top seven pick in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think, he's, I think his main main thing is that he's not a great shooter, which is you know, uh, it's, it's only it's the only major issues. Like he shot thirty percent from three, three his whole career. That's his only big issue, but. You know, that's it. Because, like, he's everything else pretty much. So, but, yeah. Nick, Nick, what were you about to say? You got cut off. Oh, you know, there's a lot of talent in the second round. Uh, 
Christian Braun. Yeah, but I, uh, I don't want to take a role player. I want to take it. I want to take a second round. There's a lot of role players. Take a chance on one of these top five recruits that just fell like Bochamp or Kendall Brown or or the Pat Baldwin. There's a bunch of these guys. That, like, if, if we're gonna talk just, about if we're gonna talk about who like we like in the second round, I have a list of guys who I really like, and they're not may, they're not gonna be superstars because I don't think it's very hard to get a superstar in the second round. It happens, like you know. It happens, it happens, but it's, not, it's uncommon. Yeah. So, so the guys who I like, I, I mean, the best Ryan player Rollins. in the NBA is, is is one of the players in the NBA is Nikola Jokic, who's taking the forty fifth. Yeah. And like Draymond, thirty five, right? No, but no, but, no, but like you know, it's it's not very common. So, I, the guys who I think I don't know if they'll even be taken. By the way, I bet you one of these guys going to be taken by like Memphis. These teams that they always take. They took Bain when I wanted Bain. They keep taking these guys that I like. Bain but, was a great pick. Yeah, like Memphis, I think Memphis doesn't. Like Memphis somebody last year, like late first round, who was really good. Who was that? That youngin who was playing oh, in the Zaire, Zaire Williams. Zaire Williams, and um, also the guy from Alabama who was playing really well for them later in the year. The big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Herb Jones. Herb Jones. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's Pelican. Pelican. That was the Pelicans. Pelicans. I'm sorry, but yeah. 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 The last year's second round, they, these guys played a lot of minutes, some of them. Yeah. So the guys I like, I mentioned Ryan Rollins. I think he'll probably get in the first round at this point because not many people have his talent level. I really like Ron Harper Jr. Ron I Harper. Love- yeah. Isn't he like, isn't he like, uh, doesn't he remind you of like Grant Williams? Like, He reminds me of uh, Lou Dort. Ooh, yeah, I like that. That's a good comp, yeah. He has you that know, thick... about a week ago. He wasn't supposed to be drafted, and now if you look, there's they're mentioning him in the early 30s. So it's pretty crazy yeah. to shoot up like that. Yeah, he's someone I really like, and I feel like if he dropped 20 pounds, which yeah, he he's, should be he's, able to he's do, a little overweight. He's a little overweight, but he would be like amazing. He's gonna be a he's gonna be a full full role player in the NBA in like two years from now. Watch totally, totally. Um, another guy who I'm probably the highest on, I haven't heard that many people talk about him, is this guy, Darion Sebron, who's like, you can watch his highlights. He was doing well in the combine games also, but if you watch his game, there's probably not a better penetrator than this. This guy has an NBA skill, which is he can get to the basket on any level. Problem is he can't shoot well, but if you can fix his shot, like the second rounder is a project. So if you could somehow just, his shot doesn't look broken, but the guy has like Westbrook like energy and he just he's six seven, but he's he has point guard ability. So you can he's put slated, any... he's slated to be like pick sixty right now. But yeah. yeah. He's a guy I'm high on. And... NC State has two prospects that should be taken in the second round. The issue with them is that NC State for some reason sucked last year. They're like one of the worst teams in the ACC. So like it's just like I don't know. I I all thing is this. There's like five guys in the second round. I can get them off the top of my head. The guys I mentioned, there's Peyton Watson, UCLA. There's Caleb Houston, Michigan. These are guys that came to college as, like, huge recruits and just left because they didn't play well in the freshman year. They didn't get playing time. They just left to go to the NBA. Take a chance on one of these guys that are big-time athletes, have potential, and see if one of them blows up for you. That's, that's, that's like, the best. But there's a lot of top, I don't five, like, there's a lot of top five college guys who you watch tape on, and you're like, wow, this kid's going to be amazing. And there's a lot – it says a lot when they're not doing it in on the next level. Listen, and, some and of them, for instance, like Bochamp went to the D- G League like an idiot and didn't work out there. There's Houston went to Michigan and couldn't get playing time. 
uh, same with Peyton Watson. You said the guys couldn't get playing time when he was bounced. They well, like remember, like remember, like Xavier Henry. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, that, guys he was like the out. number one high school guy, and uh, I don't know. For me, I want a guy. I want a guy who, in the second round, you take someone in college who had an elite skill, but they were lacking in other areas. Where you're like, this skill can actually translate into the NBA, and then we'll see what we could build around that skill. So, like for example, um, Alondis Williams. I don't know if you know who he is. Probably the best passer in all of college. Like, and he's big. He's like, he's a. I think he's like the size of a shooting guard, but he can, he's a combo guard, not his, the rest of his game is, I don't know how well it will translate, but he has that one skill. There's another interesting guy who I really like, um, David Roddy, like a big, yeah, he, he might go first round. I think he might go first round. He, he, go first round, he yeah. has like, he has that like thickness of Bane, you know, not as strong, yeah. obviously, not as uh, muscular, but he's just aggressive. He's got that, like, he's got an edge, which I like. And then there's other two big men that people are talking about, which I don't even know if they'll get drafted. One of them for sure. I don't know if he's in it. Kai Soto, who's like a 17. Yeah, he's blowing up because he's big, yeah. He's blowing he's big. He's a lefty. He hits threes. Um, and uh, also this Christian Coloco, who's like an yeah, he's Arizona junior. He, he played really well last year for Arizona. There's also Jalen Williams, who's a really good player, big, big man too. Really good big man. He, he outplayed um, – He's on – Jim Williams is on uh, – what team is he on? He was in Arkansas, and he outplayed – like he destroyed uh, Chet in the in, in March Madness. So, I mean – So, now that we brought up Chet, let's get into the draft. I want to I wanna talk about – we're going to do like a mock draft. Do a mock. We'll do a mock and then just keep a tally of who you take. Um, you know, Babs, you want to go first? Nick will go second. I'll go third. I will, it, it, we're doing this who I think they will take, where I think they should take. No, say who you think they will take based on, okay. you know. I personally think, even though everyone has Jabari going one, I really think I'm only going to take Chad Holm going to one. Um, I love Jabari, but I think I, they've been very, like, they have, the reason that they haven't pretty much nailed with taking Jabari yet because I don't think they're, they're sh- so sure – they could take someone who doesn't, you know, Jabari is an amazing shooter. He's long, this and that. He's a pretty athletic, this and that. But he can't handle the ball at all. He's can't handle, can't finish. Yeah, um, he's just like not – I don't think his, his ceiling is as high as – his home run ceiling is much higher. For and sure. for a team that doesn't really have, you know, a legit center, like Wendell Carter and I, I guess – I think Mo Bama's a free agent anyway, but whatever. And they have uh, so many wings running around there anyway. Like they, they, like I just think go for the home run and go for Chet. I agree. Or if not, I think go for go for because or if they want to win, now, go for Powell because Powell can play right now. But I think they're gonna take. I think they're gonna take Chet at one. I think they're just gonna take Chet. I think I think I think Chet's OKC is like wet dream because they like those long guys. Yeah. But but the thing is, I wouldn't pass up. I also agree with you, Chet. He might have a you know. He might have a bust potential. I don't see it. Okay, his body, he's skinny, this and that. But the guy has he's aggressive. He's confident. Yeah, he's 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 kind of he really reminds me of Evan Mobley, but like yeah. with more offensive potential. Okay, he's white. Yeah. Everyone's saying, "Oh, he's Porzingis." He's not Porzingis. He's no. not. He's, not at all. He's tougher. No. He's so much tougher than Porzingis. It's, he acts like a, he acts like a, like like he's the best player. He said he's the best. Yeah. he's a very confident guy. Yeah, they're like, who who's in, who's the best player in the league? He's like me in two months. You know, like yeah, you know, he want that. Yeah, he's 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 weighs 195 pounds, so yeah. it's gonna take time. You know, the thing is, he's not gonna be good right away. 
Um, but you don't pass on that kind of potential. Um, and he did it on every level. Like I've seen him in college doing really well. Everyone was saying he's in. You, you know what's crazy about him? He's been the number one player with a tar on his back because he's a white guy, seven yeah. feet tall. Since he was like a sophomore in high school, he's been the number one player every year. And every everyone goes at him. He always just just kept you know kept getting better and better and better. What's the Gonzaga has a great year. They have a good year. He you know like 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 nothing phases him. He's just still like and he Gonzaga has, he plays uh, better in college in high school. Problem. Is that? No Problem. That's it. He's yeah, white. He's white. Yeah, he has a little bit of a hunchback. Also, people think. No, I'm saying so. The only thing that scares teams away, he's white. That's it. Whether they yeah. say it, or the only thing. Otherwise, you would be a generational top number one pick. Uh, yeah. He's white. Scares teams. And and there is fairness to that because how many white Americans are good? Yeah. yeah. Kevin Love. You know. That's yeah. it. Name another white American player who's a superstar. Markinen or something, yeah. Who, who? Markinen or something, yeah. Markinen no, fin- no, is from Finland. Superstar. The last yeah. white... Finland, I'm talking about American-born white guys. They're not really... And maybe... The of. There aren't any. Larry Bird. <laughs> exactly. You got to go all the way back. Mark Price. The last white MVP was Steve Nash, I guess. But, yeah. but guys... Steve, I, Steve I, Nash is Canadian. But I hate yeah. to break it to you, though, but 1,000%. Magic are taking Jabari. I I, I don't yeah. know. It's not you know you know what happened today in Vegas. Pablo Banchero's odds almost went to like create even for number one pick. So there's really? something fishy there. Yeah. Okay, so let's do uh, who's Nick. You do the number. Give two. me give them homegrown one. He, he's taking homegrown one. Does OKC pass on? Okay. Wait, wait, okay. Do you actually think they're gonna do this, or you're saying you would do this? I I just don't think they're taking. Like, I I don't I, I don't think they're taking Jake. I don't know. I if they're taking Jabari, they, they kind of would have like would have been locked in by now. The fact that it's not such a heavy favorite in Vegas, you're right. I I, I think they're gonna. I don't know. I've, I usually <laughs> usually a few days before the draft, it's already like kind of leaked out there that that's who they're taking. Nothing's been leaked at all. Yeah, nothing's been. Leaked. Uh, okay, so at two, I'm obviously gonna go Jabari. Um, I think it's obviously gonna be Holmgren, but they're not taking a point guard there because. They have Shy, and then they drafted that dude from last year getting the triple doubles. What was his name? Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy. It just doesn't fit. Why would they take yeah. I? Uh, they're going to take one of the two bigs. The only thing, see, Paolo is probably my favorite player in the draft, but he gives me a little bit of a Julius Randle vibe, which yeah. is a bad thing. Um, he just sometimes looks overly aggressive trying to pound the ball in, things like that. I don't think it fits their team at all. I think that this is a team that wants to be good in five years. They're yeah. going to let that. They're going to let, whether it's Chet or Jabari, they're going to let them get gain 10 pounds every year and be good by three years. They're not after yeah. Ivy. So I, I think, you know, give, okay. give me Jabari a two. It's very simple. They're taking one or the other. Okay, so I'm going to, obviously for Houston, it would be, very intriguing to see Jalen Green, who started coming on at the end of the year with Ivy together, because I feel like there's a lot of similarities, but that's not going to happen. Not happening. Because the fact that they just traded Wood also, they're making it's room. Wood, they know they're getting Paolo, yeah. They know they're getting Paolo. They're going to make room. They're, they're going to get more minutes for Sengun. Um, and the thing is, Paolo, to me, he really, it's a great comp. He really does remind me of Randall. The thing is, I feel like he's a smarter player than Randall. Yeah. 
smarter. He is smarter. He's smarter. He, he, he's, his defense he's a better, is a little, little bit underrated forward. at this point because people are like, he's a bad defender. He's not. He just lacks focus. It's not like a. I don't think it's like a that he doesn't have the ability. Um, he's actually I, a very passer. He's an underrated he's passer. passer. He's yeah. a great passer. He's a. And, you know, he 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 can play face off with a guard. Jules Randall can't really do that so well. He tries to, but he tries. yeah. He, he shows well, flashes. Listen, sometimes Randall could give you. Honestly, like I think his ceiling might be Paul George. He wants you, I think he could be a Paul George player. Let me tell you here. Pick one or two at Jabari or Holmgren, wherever they go. They're not changing either franchise right away. You're right. Paolo and Jalen Green could be very good in like two years. Like very. Jalen Green's going to score 24 a night this year. For right sure. off the bat. Right he, off the bat. Jalen Green is like. Um, Anthony Edwards type of yeah. like moxie. like he's very Paolo, confident. Paolo is the perfect fit with him. Perfect. Yeah. Like and Sangoon, Sangoon, somebody like nobody's talking about, but he's uh, really good. He's a, he's gonna be a double double machine. He can be like a Jonas Valanciunas type. Yeah, totally. totally. So okay, so that's my third pick. So Babs, you want to take uh, all right at four? Whether it's I'm not, we're not projecting any trades or anything. Ivy's going to go four, whether it's them or whether it's someone else. He's going to go four. They're not going to take someone over him. Or they're not, they don't trade out. And if they do trade out, then someone will take Ivy at four. Who's so Ivy's going to go four. Well, I still think the count? Kings are going to draft him and then see what happens. Because I don't think they're going to get a trade that re- – I, I don't know. I'm not sure what exactly they're – like, I don't know if they want to trade down for more picks. I think they want to trade for, like, players. And there's no player that, like, anyone can give them to move up for and take uh, – we never know. You know, it's happened before, but – I'll take, I mean, Ivy's going to go four, and I still think guns in my head is going to be the Kings. I just don't see a trade coming along that really makes it worth it for them. Like, to, so who do you, who do you compare him to? Like, uh, everyone says I, Morant, but do you see I, that as well? He, he's he's bigger than Morant, so that's the one thing. He, he's like, he's like. He reminds me a little bit of Anthony Edwards. Mm. Okay. Edwards he's, is built like a football player. He's no, he's looking here. He's crazy ball. fast with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I, the, the the comp is is jogs the way they get the ball going, how fast they are, how quick they elevate. That's the comp. A guy who I who I compare him to is Zach Levine. Um, I see that. Uh, yeah, okay, he's smaller. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're both like six three, six four. Maybe Donovan Mitchell. Maybe I don't know. There's one thing I didn't like from his clips. All his passes, he's jumping in the air. Yes, it's like Derrick Rose kind of. Pay attention. It's not like a he's not a really a point guard. No. He has he has these very awkward passes, like how Russell Westbrook used to do them. Yeah. In full transition out of control, jumping, and he just finds the open man on the well, corner. Also, you've just been point guard in college is hard to play, but because this team wasn't like him and like scrub. He had like players on his team, like they had the seven foot four white center that played a lot, like that demanded the ball in the post a lot. They had Another big man demanded the ball in the post. So they they had like good senior players that like you know like so it's hard to say like could this if he has his own team could he run on the floor and pass the ball better? It wasn't the style they played. They played a very slow half court game. So the sexiest pick in the draft. He he has that Morant potential. Yeah, yeah like I've been on him for a while. He he's incredible. Push the ball up the court in one second. And he has basketball genes too. His mom's a basketball player and this and that. So I like you know. Okay. Um, five Detroit. Five Detroit. Five. They just did away Grant. Um, so they're going either Ben Matherin or Keegan Murray. Everything says Murray. I'm just not the biggest fan of him. 
Um, I don't know. There's something about his game that doesn't isn't sexy, but he's the perfect fit with um, Cade. It's like two smart NBA ready players. Nothing sexy. They're just gonna try to you know. Dwayne Casey's still their coach. It's the perfect coach. Uh, he's their pick at five. Yeah. And, it's, you know, I they don't really have a choice. He, I think they would have loved to have gotten Ivy and put him next to Cade. Yeah. It would be crazy because there I actually – There should be a trade between the two teams, by the way. Actually, like Murray. Because Cade's not really like a point guard. He's more of like a small forward-ish kind of guy who's – he's not really looking to push the ball up the court and things like that. But it's not happening. Uh, Murray is their guy. Have they fully given up on that French kid who they drafted? No, they play him a lot. They play yeah, him. They play him while killing Hayes. They play him. But he's 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 useless. He's Frank's part two. <laughs> yeah. he's, not, he's not. Anytime a rookie two years in a row shoots 33, 34, 35% from the field, you're toast. They have a good core, though. They have Sadiq Bey. They have that big man they drafted that, that played really well for them last year. The guy, yeah, uh, very play of the four, probably. He would mix in with Bay, and it would be a nice oh, – that's a Stewart. nice score, two years away from competing. You were talking about Stewart, right? The yeah, Ike Stewart. Yeah. like him a lot. I love him. I wanted him last year also. Um, but a guy who I would compare him if we're going to make a comp, um, um, I probably see this pick, uh, Keegan Murray, as like at best like a Danny Granger type. And at yeah. worst, like a TJ Warren, but like, but let me that, let me tell you something. A TJ Warren is, is is a solid comp, but the, these guys that score when they go to big time schools, like Iowa plays is big in the Big Ten. It's a big time school, and you average like twenty four points a game. That translates to the NBA. It's really rare you see guys average that many points a game in a, in a big and, Big Ten or you know in a big conference like that. He can he's score. A ready player, I think. Like he's the one guy who I think could just come in this year and average fifteen points a game. But there's nothing sexy about him, I don't think. I, but he's the perfect pick. All right, six, Indiana. I think Nick's uh, bandwidth is slow. Hold on a second. Nick, are you with us? I'm with you guys. You're right. up. We're up okay. to six so, with Indiana, the Indiana Pacers. Six, Indiana. Yeah. Let me look at my list. It's a six-person draft, Benji. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think uh, Matherin, I would go with Matherin if I were them. I don't like Shaden Sharp. I, I don't care if he's talented. The fact that there's a grainy video on this guy and that's all you've seen, and I'm just like, I wouldn't swing for a guy like that. For all we know, he's J.R. Smith. For all we know, he's Z Xavier Henry, like we mentioned before. Yes, maybe he has potential to be, like, at best a Jalen Green, but I'm not taking a chance like that if I have the sixth pick. Matherin has... Donovan Mitchell like potential. Maybe I don't think he'll he's reach way that. bigger. He's way bigger. Yeah. He's Donovan six three. This guy's six five, six six. He's a big guy. Atherin's so, really good. He's gonna be good. Another Nick screw up that we didn't we started winning at the end of the season as usual. Yeah. Um, and this is what's uh, sorry that I'm going back to the Knicks, but this is so frustrating that we should have had the fourth or sixth pick, but we start winning the last game of the season, and then we're, then at the end, we're like, okay, great job. You're winning games. Now they're like, okay, we want to trade all of our assets to move up. So how does that make any sense? Why, why would you start yeah. winning at the end of the year just so you can trade up to be where you should have been? They realistically could have had pick nine or even possibly eight if they didn't 
pull those shenanigans in the last 10 days of the year, yeah. which is silly, which is silly. No team ever. They're the only team in the NBA that does that every year. Yeah. It, there should be a name for it. It's called, I'll call it the Morris Endor. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maurice, Maurice Endor. That's what it is. It's just, it became a, you know, that's what it is. But let me tell you something about Ben. These are usually my favorite players because when the mock started, he was in the 14 to 18 range. And every single week he went up by a pick. He went up by a pick. He went up by a pick until he stopped at pick six, which just means that people fell in love with him in all these combines and stuff. So you do you agree with me that he's a better prospect than Sharp? You would take him over? Yeah, I, I would take him over Sharp. I haven't seen Sharp play. But I'm going to tell you right now, at seven in Portland, I'll take Sharp at seven because a team like Portland just wants to take a swing. And he's, you know, a, a big, big, a big wing, you know, a big sh- sh- shooting guard. I'll just take a swing on Sharp at seven. I would take Mathern over him, but I would take Sharp over, you know, Dyson Daniels or, or or Johnny Davis or AJ Griffin for sure. So, like, as, as I said, at seven, I'll just take a swing on Sharp if you're Portland because, like, you're similar yeah. to picking Why like not? Anthony Simons. Same yeah, idea. Take a swing, take a swing on a, on a big shooting guard. Again, like, it's, I keep saying this. I the, the, these recruiting, these recruiting, um, like rivals and that they're they're getting better and better and better every year. Guys rank number one in this class. It's really, really rare the guys that rank number one in the class kind of fold. Like Anthony Edwards was one in this class. Was that guy, was... What was that guy's name? The high school kid, very skinny and um, Ibani. Ibani. Ibani he, yeah, he, he he fell yeah. off. Ibani Well, he came in. He came in as a junior. He came in as a high school junior in theory. He's an idiot, but yeah, yeah but and he's transferring out of. I think he made him seem like he was the next Brandon Ingram, and he's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So it like it happen. doesn't mean that much to me. I don't I want to see you play against pros. I don't know what I don't follow the high school circuit so much to understand like what kind of competition they're what where which part of the because they're, they're all because they're all in these all these under 17 teams that are like big time like overtime yeah. they're all they're all these teams now and they play like so many like competitive games that like is getting better and better and better. Yeah, I know Imani Beach was, was you know busted out. So also Portland, I think will will probably go for more of a ready guy. In my but, opinion, because they're getting all these veterans now, and they want to, they want to try to win now for Lillard. I mean, they're 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 Johnny D was like us, but that's possible too. They, they they might be trading this pick. The rumors now, I don't know. How yeah, for uh, OG Ananobi, OG um, which I would, I, I just don't get what Portland is doing. They're kind of doing the same thing with Lillard that the Wizards did with Beal, um, and they're just spinning their wheels, getting these like they're they're like doing what the Knicks do, you know? Yeah. Um, um, okay, this so is one of trade deal, but I don't know who's gonna take him. Let's go to pick eight, New Orleans. I could see them trading this pick, I could see them packaging a lot to move up to four, or I could see them moving down and trading out of it. I think they're a little bit confused like, are they an are they a playoff threat, or are they still like a lottery team? They don't really know. Um, because you don't really know what you're getting with Zion. Like without him, they're a lottery team. With him, they're dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I so we're down to Johnny Davis or Dyson Daniels. If they keep the pick, I see them going Daniels. Same. Um, they just looked over the years like they're taking these younger kids and trying to develop them rather than taking like a vet. And I think they have a lot of vets at that spot already. Um, yeah. But just to, I want to break a little bit of news here. 
It's listen to Atlanta and San Antonio talking about the Dejounte Murray trade. What? Oh, yeah, over Twitter. Huh? But, uh, I don't know what what's, Atlanta what's would give the for them. How are they going to put Dejounte with uh, with Trey? I mean, that's I don't. That's crazy. I feel like they should trade. If if Murray's on the market, I want the Knicks to whatever they're throwing at the Kings, just throw that at Murray. He's a sure thing. Yeah, I agree. Okay. To offer Benji, they got nothing to offer. I know, I know. All right, all right, but we're getting off track. Supposedly, so. the Spurs are asking for a Drew Holiday like package, which means like three first round picks. Yeah, like you have that. You have the Knicks offering OB and quickly with pick with pick twenty five from another team. If they're it's offering, that, if they're they offering have, three first rounders, Atlanta, have, yeah. The Knicks three first rounders are going to be worth a lot more than the Hawks three first rounders because the Knicks three first rounders are almost guaranteed to be in the lottery. So definitely so go back to my pick. I would go with Daniels. Okay, so uh, Daniels, Daniels doesn't really have a position. I could see him playing one, two, or three, honestly. Yeah. And CJ, CJ needs a guy like that actually because he's small. Um, uh, I think they could feed off of each other well. They don't need to play him. You know, they have all their vets already. So I see that as the pick. And I see, uh, I see some, uh, some Lonzo in his game. Uh, so you're up to the Spurs at pick nine. Is it me? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I spoke that news, but Spurs, I guess, are in full-blown rebuild mode, I guess. I mean, Pop is probably out, you know, after this year, I guess. I don't know what's going on. So if I'm the Spurs in a full-blown rebuild at nine, it might be a little bit of reach, but I'll take Jeremy Sohan here. That's because mm-hmm. if you're gonna, and I, I, I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna go higher. People think he will just because like he's the type of he's the type of player that I know a lot of teams like, and a lot of teams like someone they end up just taking him earlier. And so he's like, perfect you know, for the Spurs. There's no reason why he should go. You know, maybe you want to say the Dyson Daniels and the Usman Dings and this and that, but like I would, I think they're gonna, I think he's a Spurs type of player, Jeremy Sohan. The Spurs. Took Josh Primo last year, yeah, whatever he thought. And I don't know if Sohan has the upside necessarily. It seems like they're going for upside. If I had to guess, they would probably take Jalen Duran because he's like a Bam future Bam, and they don't have a center. Well, they have they have uh, Hurdle, Hurdle, yeah, yeah, like a lot. He's not. He's okay. He's. I think. Yeah, he's not changing the franchise. I think. I think Duran is a top five talent. He's just he's unlucky because NBA is moving away from traditional centers. Yeah, he would have been like a third pick like seven years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like the Jaleel Okafor draft, you know. <laughs> so we are up to ten. Okay, ten. I would, I would have to go. I'm not a fan of him, but it's a safe pick. I would have to go with Johnny Davis. I don't see him. He's either going 10 or 11 to the next. Do you think Davis, you think Davis is going to go because their Beal is walking away? Yeah, I just think he's the safest pick here. I don't see them taking like Griffin or Branham or the, another. They have so many of these small forwards over the last few years with, with Hachimura and Danny and all these guys. Uh, and they have Kuzma. So I just don't yeah. see that. A lot of sense, but I would say Johnny Davis. I mean, they want to trade Bill also, so that's fun. He reminds me of like Gary Harris or something, totally, like a totally. like a fourteen point like boring player. But 
you know, he's probably the best name left here. So now I, I have the pleasure of picking the Knicks uh, guy, which I think at this point um, they're not going to take Durin. I don't think they're going to take Branham. I like no. both. I think the Knicks are going to go with Griffin. He's being linked to them. And usually I think Bass I would love for. Yeah, love I would that. like that pick. I think it's a solid pick. I think he has major flaws. Like I mentioned, he, he's not a good defender. He's not a great athlete, but his shooting will translate and he's strong and he's a hard worker and he's a son of a basketball player who played for and coached with Tibbs. So they're going to get him on the, they're going to find a way to get him on the floor. Um, I think uh, minutes a night. What is it? Tibbs will play this guy. It's like a guy that fits Tibbs. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, he's I, think like he has, uh, I think he has untapped. I shouldn't say like, um, you know, untapped potential. I think he has skills that are kind of being hidden in that system. Like he has some secondary playmaking ability. Like he has some handle. He has some decent passing. He's just playing a very rigid kind of stand in the corner kind of thing. And on I had to do that on that team because they, they had like, I think all five guys on their lineup are going to be drafted in the top 35. Yeah. So it wasn't a lot of room for him to like hold the ball and try to score yeah. 20. But he I, has. I don't love. This is the one thing I don't love about it. I don't love his fit with RJ um, because I think they're two like stocky shooting guard, small forward guys. I would have preferred someone with more size um, or somebody who like somebody who plays very differently, like Branham, at least he's kind of like Middleton where he's going around, uh, you know, screens and he has, he has a game that looks like it would translate on that. Yeah. He doesn't play any defense at all, but in terms of I'd be happy with either one of those guys and Duran, I'd even be, if we're trading Mitch in a sign and trade or whatever, if we're letting him go, then I'd be okay with Duran. All three of those guys I'd be okay with. Usman Dang, he looks nice, but we're not, we're not going there. We've we've been through enough with, you know, Knox and Frank. We got to go with more of a sure thing. Yeah. Enough with those guys. Um, Oh, it's pretty crazy. How OKC is picking at 12. They, they they can't pick, use this pick. They can't use these picks. They they don't, they don't have, like, they have 30 guys on their roster right yeah, now. I, so I have a suggestion of who I think they will take if they don't trade this pick. If they stash they, somebody. Yeah, they're going to stash. And one of the guys who they are going to stash is uh, Nikola jo- Jovic. I think it's a little too early. Uh, he's he's being he's moving up a lot of uh, boards. Usman Jang is another guy. but he They, they didn't stash yet. Poku last two years ago. Like, I don't know. Do they, I mean, do my, they even, these guys want to get stashed? My issue with what the Thunder have done is – um, you can't play these guys. Like they have, like they're gonna have three picks in the top twenty every year for the next ten years. Yeah, you need you need to at some point you need to package them up and and, and do something. Like I just don't see what they're doing. There's there's five guys on their roster last year that they were trying to develop and move to the tenth to fifteenth men because they just had too many players. They couldn't develop them. I don't. I don't see what they're doing. I don't. I don't oh, see their. But if they all. do, if they do keep the pick, I think they're gonna go with someone like Usman Jang or someone like, yeah. like long guys who are like projects. ready guy. Exactly. They're just. They're just trying to hit on on what's it called? On like a Giannis type. You know, that's what they want. They want to just get that one guy. They're swinging for the fences. So, um, I kind of wish we had a a GM or an owner like they have because 
with the Knicks, we we definitely. But you can't do what they're doing in New York in Oklahoma City. The the other fans don't give a shit that they're stuck for. Knicks fans don't get. Knicks are going to show no, up they, they, every year. They're, they're, they're anyway. We need this. We need that. We have to sign this guy. Sign that guy. Every year they force the the fans and the media force the Knicks to make a splash, and they always fail. Right. You know, kind of. They haven't had been able to like have five years of sustained top five picks. You know, like. Yeah, but that's because like you said the media pressure and all that. But if we had a GM who came in and was like, and this is the problem. Every GM that comes in, there's no transparency. They don't tell you what their plan is. We still don't know what Leon's plan is. So a guy would come in and say, listen, we're going to tank. We're going to be bad for five years, but we're going to build like every other great team, like the Celtics and Golden State. We're going to build through the draft. The fans will stand by that because Knicks fans tend to be more educated than OKC fans, for example. They're, they're willing. They get that. The problem with the Knicks, and I have this argument with a lot of people, is that the Knicks never actually tried to be bad. Even throughout this 20 years, oh, but the Knicks, have, tanking doesn't work. The Knicks have been terrible for 20 years because the Knicks have been trying. Yeah, they've never tanked. They never tanked. They've, every guy who comes in, like Phil Jackson, he's like, he drafts a guy who's triangle ready, like uh, like Frank Nilakina. That's his draft pick. Then he won't play him because he signs Ramon Sessions and Jared Jack. Then he'll sign Robin Lopez and Aflalo and all these guys to start. So they're trying to win. They just have terrible. They have terrible decision making. And they're terrible judges of talent. So they bring in these veterans who are stick. They, they draft Knox, okay, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna bring in Fizdale, develop the kids. What happens? Knox has a very good rookie year for youngest, second youngest player in the draft. They bring in Marcus Morris to take his minutes the next year, killed his confidence, and then the rest is history. So the Knicks do this all the time, and I would love for them to actually tank properly. Yeah, they're, they're doing it again now with Burks and Noel and all these guys who are playing 35 minutes a night at the end of the year. <laughs> Burks, Burks is starting at point guard. He's not even a point guard. He's starting at point guard at the end of the year. And you have the – it's just every year it's – I want to rip my – I don't have much hair to rip out, but that's what I want to do. It's just infuriating. So, Ben, we got you at uh, – I believe we're up to number 13, Charlotte. Balls in your court, but I think it's got to be one of the centers here. Yeah, it's gonna be Duran or Mark Williams, either or. Yeah, I think Duran is a little sexier. Yeah, yeah. I I don't really see what everyone sees in Mark Williams. He's okay. Me neither. neither. I see like he's a better better rim defender, shot blocker than Duran is. He's bigger, he's much bigger. Fool's gold. I just don't I don't see it. I, uh, but I think their pick has to be Duran. Okay. So now the Cavs. Duran played great. Duran played really well last year. Memphis actually, Memphis actually has a second guy that played really well last year too. Uh he's in a draft in the early second round. I keep forgetting his name. Uh team you're talking name? about? Memphis is two players that is another player. Uh, uh, I watched Jalen Duran too because this guy's uh, popping up. Josh Minute. Yeah, Minute. Yeah, he, he he's he's gonna go early too. He's a freshman. They had a, their class last year was these two guys and uh, Bates and these two oh, guys okay. going pro and they're gonna you know it's pretty crazy. The problem with Duran is that no one plays centers anymore. We saw it in the finals even like like no, but they did. Kevin Looney was a big part of the finals. We're talking about. I know, but not like it's not like a guy who's like drafted high to a lottery yeah. team. Yeah, know. you can also plug in like if they had Wiseman, they would plug him in. You could plug in like even like years ago they used uh, Javale McGee. Like 
there's plenty of those pogo stick centers in the league to take, you know? Mitch, Mitch Robinson would also get those minutes, you know? People it's, always love to compare all these bigs to Bam. Bam's an incredible athlete, like a yeah. incredible passer. He can handle. He can he shoot. Can, he can post up. And don't He's forget, Bam, Bam, you don't have to take him off the floor. Like, remember he was guarding Giannis an entire series? Like, switch on to anybody he's got he's to me he's the he's the best center in the league in my opinion i prefer him over i know it's crazy to say but over Embiid, over uh Jokic, over because if i want to win i'm taking that guy yeah like like a guy like during five four years ago would have been a top three pick like like uh aiden like that he's he has that kind of ability but moved away from so who's picking for the Cavs? I forgot where, who we're up to right now. Should I pick? I think it's an obvious choice. You can pick. Malachi Branham? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he just fits in that backcourt. I think uh, I think Sexton is a goner. They're not, they're not thinking a big guy, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, he's, he has freakish dunks and stuff, but I, I see a lot of flaws. I, like, I like... I like Griffin a lot better than him, but yeah, similar kind of player. Similar. Yeah, he's much skinnier and smaller. He's he's not that tall, Malachi Branham. I know he's listed at six five, but he seems like he's six three. He plays like Middleton, but he doesn't have that size. And part of what makes Middleton so great is that he's six eight. Um, and I think he's going to struggle, really struggle defensively. I'm not talking about Griffin level, like way worse. He's probably the worst defender in the draft. So Branham, you know, he's going to give you some offense, but I'm not that high on him. Okay. A lot of people have Liddell higher than Branham. It's pretty crazy. I kind of like Liddell. You know, Liddell is like a Carl Landry type, like, you know, small, like Paul Millsap. There's always a role for those guys in the NBA. EJ. Washington, yeah. Yeah, there's always a role for those guys because he could score in the post. He could, he can pull, he can hit threes, he can defend. He's like a hard nosed guy. I, I like him a lot, actually. If we trade down, he would be a trade down guy that I'd like. He doesn't fit on the Knicks, obviously, but. No. Um, okay, so now we have uh, that's the end of the lottery. Do you want to go to 20 or should we stop? I think we're good here. We're going to talk about like our. <laughs> Uh, there's a couple of prospects left. Wesley, Ty uh, Ty, who's actually moving down a lot. Like there was talk like a month ago that he was going to be pick six or seven or eight. Well, there's Agbaji, who the Knicks were rumored to take for a long time, was not like no one's talking about Agbaji anymore. Oh, why? But Agbaji is most outstanding player. Anyone know why he's, he's moving? He's a senior. Senior. Senior is always yeah. This is this is the Bane treatment that he's getting. Yeah. You know, Bane, Bane was, I thought, going into the draft, like, this guy's going to get picked in the late teens. And then he slides all the way down. And I was like, but he's he's going to play right away. I think he's a solid player, like Courtney Lee. He's a great was, shooter. Know, like, is a great shooter. Yeah, so I think he, he would be solid. I just don't want to take him at 11. But but for here, you know, he would be good in this in this range. Uh, what do you think of this uh, Dale and Terry guy, the, the big point guard from – Moving up the boards, mm-hmm. moving From up Arizona. the board. Uh Again, he played with Mather in the same backward. He's he's bigger than Mather in two. Uh, they have a really, they have a really, they had a really strange team last year between him, those two, and then Kokolo, Kokolo, and a couple other players that are still at Arizona. They had a really strange team that flamed out. 
Uh, he isn't a true point guard, and I again, he has like a Alonzo Ballish game to him. Um, so I mean, I mean, he's gonna go, he's gonna go somewhere in the first round, but I, I mean, again, I, I he, he's you're not gonna find like an out of nowhere guy like he 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 only averaged eight points a game last year, you know, like so he's not, he's not like he's not like you're finding some fool's gold there, but he's got because he's big and he's he's a somewhat of a you know he's a good athlete, but like. He's not a great shooter, and he's just a big, big ball handler. So you know. So who do you? Who else? There's a few other names you should throw out there, but Tyree Eason. I think I think the best. Fan. So you, we we talk, talking about big men. We we said Duran and more close to their defensive route. Walker Kessler is gonna be the best low post scorer in this draft. He's like when he gets the ball down low, he's gonna score right away. Like he's he's that like, talented of a scorer. The real white player, not like not like a. Chet, he's like a softy white player. Yeah, but he's huge, and he he dominated. Well, there are two. We're talking about white players again. There are two guys like Laravia. And yeah, Laravia's flying on boards too. Because they're they're like they're like tough nose kind of. They get score. Yeah. They get score points. Yeah, there are two guys in this draft named Jalen Brown. But Brown's yeah, Brown's two, athletic. Jalen Williams. Brown's 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 like a white athletic. Brown's like a Pat Connaughton or Divincenzo, more athletic white guy. You yeah. know who else is moving up the boards a lot? Wendell Moore from Duke. I think people think of him. They're starting to like act like he's the same as AJ Griffin. Well, he's not the freshman. They, they have another freshman, Trevor Keels, who's like a jacked, Keels. jacked shooting guard. He's like really jacked. Keels will probably be the top pick of the second round in that area. Yeah, their whole team is in the draft, you know. He's a little bit flawed. He, There's he also won. one more guy I want to mention is Bryce McGowan's in Nebraska. He's like another insane scorer, like freshman, a great year last year. I don't know, I don't, I don't know where he's gonna go. But there's think- guys at the end, the 15 to 20 range that we didn't mention. Tari Eason, I want to get your thoughts on him because he, defensively he looks like he could be a Kawhi, but offensively I don't think he has it. He was outplayed a lot in the SEC last year. Like he when, when he ended up against like against Auburn and his teams, like he was the pretty much de facto big man, and he was just getting destroyed. It's, but in the NBA, he can't play that position. He's he's a small forward. He's just not big enough to play a power forward that I think like you know like you, you think he could be. Like uh, he's he's a, he's a great scorer, and what I like about him is that he's a really good shooter, really really good shooter for his size. Like he has got a crazy nice stroke, but like, I don't think he, I think he's an NBA small forward. I don't think he, he, he could play him at power forward in the NBA. He's just not that not big enough to play that position because like these guys dominated him last year. He couldn't play defense on them. Do it for me at all. Doesn't do it for me. He's got a beautiful jump shot. Like a really nice, really nice jump shot. Uh another guy who's just moving up the board every day in all the mocks. He started at like 35 and now he's around 15. Is Blake Wesley. I've mentioned him before. I haven't had a Ty Ty Washington because he's just a bigger point guard. He's 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 he, he can pass the ball. Like the only true, 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 like. Six one point guard in this draft because like these guys are all like six, six, six four is is probably like Kenny Chandler because he's the only guy that's like a smallish point guard that's like quick and can get into the lane. The other guys are like, junior, maybe in the second round. These other guys are like big point guards. These guys are like all like really combo guards. It's a really good second round. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like. Second rounders play. Remember that. And you guy? know what's crazy? There's 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 two teams that forfeited their picks in the second round. So there's gonna be two yeah. extra players. You can get a free agent or whatever yeah. it is. Okay, who did you say, Nick? Uh, last year. Like, in last year, let me pull it up for a second. Hold on. Second rounders. 
On what on what uh, team was he? A lot more uh thing than people think. Like well, Lazarus Herb Jones was, was Herb Jones was second round last year and he, he was a phenomenal. Like Josh Christopher was a yeah. second last year and he was getting real minutes at the end liked, of the year. I liked him in the coming into the draft. Actually, he was one yeah, of the guys like, like the second rounder gets real players. Uh and this year has a lot of names. Um Herb Jones got you know, you know the thing is about this draft is that there's so many players between from 15 to like 40, you have the same kind of like level player, really. I can I give you my, my my Josh Hart pick the second rounder that's gonna be a, a solid pro for like 10 years. Andrew Dunbard. He's been on Gonzaga forever. He's a the senior at Gonzaga, he played every year Gonzaga, but deep in the every year. He started every year. He's a really smart player. He's you know he's he's an undersized two guard, but kind of a point guard. He's 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 gonna be able to shoot threes, play defense. You know, three and D. He's a hard working, hard nose. I like guys like that. But that's like my Josh Hart second round pick. A guy that's gonna be like the NBA for a while. Just be like a hard nose player. Yeah, second rounders around a lot. Yeah, again, I really love Ron Harper. I'm not just saying that because I recognize his name. If you actually watch his tape, he's he's like a dog. He had a, a lot of game winners too. Uh, he, he reminds I'm telling you, he reminds me of this week, this year's Grant Williams, but with better handles. Um, was Grant the second rounder, or was he like pick twenty? Late first, I think. I could be wrong. Great pick, but again, these players flourish on the good teams. These are mm-hmm. these are not who you pick when you're the Thunder and the Rockets, and you know. There are a few of these chubby guys like Ron Harper, Kenny Lofton. Uh, another yeah. guy. I don't know. If he, he can't. He can't keep up with uh, people on defense. But that guy was like Davis he, was, he was like seventy five pounds, but he was way bigger. But he, he he's a very talented scorer. Yes. But uh, yeah, very, very talented. Strong, he's like he's strong. too small. He's like six six two eighty right now. But he's like he's like six six three twenty at one point. A lot of these teams I'm looking have two picks in the top fifteen. It's very interesting. Yeah, OKC like, and the, the Hornets. Hornets are 13 and 15. I think Probably. Hornets are trying to trade Gordon Hayward and attaching one of those picks to get rid of him. Uh, maybe even both. Extend Miles Bridges. Yeah, and uh, Thunder at 12. The, the Thunder's problem is, like, who is that white guy they picked a few years ago, the overseas guy? Poku. Ooh, Poku. Like, they couldn't even play him last year because they had, like, 30 guys. Yeah. Well, if you're if you're the Knicks, would you do um, Fournier and Kemba for Gordon Hayward and the fifteenth pick? Of course I would. But why would why would they why would how is that helping? Uh, how is that helping them? They want to cut salary to extend well, all the bridges because those, because because Kemba's coming off the books this year, and they could probably do a buyout or whatever it is. Fournier, but Fournier's has two extra years than Hayward does. At seventeen, not at thirty-two. So uh, the bottom maybe. line, guys, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this. The Knicks are no man's like they're one of the they're one of the worst positions in all I of. I think I think after maybe I would say even maybe like the Wizards, maybe better. the Wizards, they have the worst. Like I don't see anyone else has a low upside than they do. Like R.J. Barrett is going to be an all star. He's going to average 22, 23, maybe points, but he is not a leading player for a winning team. And they're treating it like that. It's just, it's a, this, t- the Knicks need to tank like dogs and they're never going to do it. 
and I, I, I keep saying this and people are like when is tanking ever work and like it works like you know okay they'll say the spurs was such a long time ago but even golden state like they were tanking Look, for a few years I'll, even though they ended up drafting well i'll give you a perfect example of the tank the rockets were a game away from the finals they had harden westbrook all these guys pj tucker they embarrassingly tanked for two years they traded all of them for nothing they're gonna end up with jalen green and paolo mm-hmm. that's it whether it works or not they can have fun for three years thinking it's gonna work they have a future yeah it, it, these teams are doing it right the knicks are just right. lost no, no man son and the proof of that like i mentioned before is that they don't have a direction. It's like the rumors you hear are like, okay, if it doesn't work out with yeah. Ivy. Irie rumor. Like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, it's like, are we going young or are we going with veterans? Like, they just, they don't have direction. And Leon is not transparent. They haven't, he doesn't speak to the media. So we're going to stay in the dark. And we're going to just keep the same cycle. They're going to, after this season, they're going to probably all get fired, that whole front office, and they're going to start again. I would do everything in my power to trade Randall for anything. Not because he's bad. It just doesn't fit. You, you got to give those minutes to Obi. And yeah. maybe he's good. Maybe Obi can be 20 and 10. You know? But yeah. No I, don't know the 10, I don't know about the 10 part, but he's their, definitely... Their team is lost. It's a mix of these veterans and a mix of the rookies that he's not playing. And that's a recipe for winning 35 to 40 games. And that's it. They're stuck yeah. in no fix. Yeah. So anybody, you guys have any parting words? All I'm gonna say is this: I, 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 I haven't been this unenthusiastic about a draft or an offseason in a while. I wasn't even that crazy about the playoffs this year. I don't think Golden State or Boston, either of them, were were like the ten. Like you know, every year a team that wins a title. Like I think in the past ten years are probably the two worst final teams I've seen. Like both teams weren't that great. Like this is the worst Golden State team in the past. I don't know, think last years. They, I don't think either team was going to beat the Bucs if they had Middleton. Yeah, that, but, like, still, I, I just don't think the NBA is, like, that exciting right now because LeBron and Durant are coming down on the back end of their career, and, like, you know, Giannis is the big, biggest star of the league, and he, he can't really, you know. Luca, you know, like, Luca's exciting. Yeah, Luca. I think the problem is that the finals would have been more interesting if there wasn't a double-digit win every single game. Yeah. I know, this, this. I know this is not related to any topic, but I love the trade of Christian Wood to the Mavs. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, I think that team could absolutely go to the finals. If what they get is this? Maybe the Knicks can uh, tank for one banana next year. Because <laughs> I doubt that with Derrick Rose coming back and Nerlens Noel coming back. I think I think like half the games we lost were winnable games this year. And if you add Rose to that, we're winning those games. You know, so yeah, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna win. 40, Five more 41 games, you know. Yeah. No one but coming away draft, the one team that looks like different would be the Rockets to me. I, I really yeah. I not gonna make any difference on Orlando. Chet, whether he's good or not, that team is a hundred years away. Sacramento's gonna mess it up somehow, yeah. some Detroit, if they get Keegan Murray, it's a good piece. By the way, Detroit, before we go, they hired that GM who's like a protege of uh, Sam Presti. Who, Tim Connolly? Weaver, I think his name is. Oh, 
and he he's a really good GM. He hit on almost all of his picks. It's like even like Saban Lee and like Garza, Luca Garza, and like you know Stewart. All these guys that he picks up in this late, like they all like have a role, and they're all like decent. Sadiq Bay, Sadiq Bay, they're building yeah. something there. Sadiq Bay is nice. They got they got Cade. They're gonna. They only screwed up on the French guy. By the way, Cade is really good. I know he's a boring player, but he oh, is. He's sick. He's he is really good. He is. He's not that boring. I like those guys. He's boring the way Luca's boring. You know, he's long he's like six eight. It was speed, but he is good. Yeah. Um, Basically, the rich. Everybody else is getting rich except for the Knicks. Yeah, uh, you know who's the the Portland GM who's making all these weird trades is the guy from who was doing the draft, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike Schmitz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your assistant GM. Well, he's not going to be. He's not in charge. He's in. He's their top scout now. You know, like yeah, he's assistant GM. Yeah, he's going to make some. Know. He's helping with the decision making. And which is, makes me wonder why people are thinking they're going to trade the seventh pick. I feel like he wants to draft. That's well, I think a guy like that would want could say I can get a good player at 25 also instead of wasting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. All right, guys. All right, guys. Great night. We'll talk, good we'll talk tomorrow. To Bye-bye. See ya. Good work, boys.